and welcome to Connected episode 291. It's made possible by our sponsors, ExpressVPN, Pingdom, and Bombus. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mike Hurley. Oh, hello. Hey, buddy. How are you? Not terrible? Not terrible? Fine. I'm excited about the Hackett number. You know, look, do you want to know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Things aren't great. Like, what do you what do you want from me? Like, yeah, I'm not I want, I want like honesty. I'm not a top energy. No, I'm like happy to be here. This is one of my very favorite shows to record because it's happy fun times. Mm-hmm. But no, things aren't great right now. Like, and I am stressed out like ninety seven percent of the time. Not feeling that big quarantine energy. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it goes in waves. Yeah. You know, hmm. some days are better than others. Okay. Hey, Federico. Hello. Hi. Wow. Hi. You doing okay? I'm great. I'm That's great. That's a big quarantine energy right there. I'm great. I'm great. Honestly, like I get, I, I spend all my days at home playing with the dogs, eating food, cooking, drinking wine, occasionally writing. Uh, <laughs> honestly, like I'm working a lot, but yeah, I'm, I miss going outside. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to keep my my big energy up. You know, it's important. Yes, that's good. Uh, we have some follow up, but it's all about Steven. me, which is weird. So How Mike, are you? Do you want to do this? <laughs> Stephen, how are you? I'm oh, how thank are you, you and You're taking care of us, but nobody ever takes care of you. That's so sweet. I have John. <laughs> John takes care of me. <laughs> oh God. Uh, oh, John did take care of me once. He he rescued me from the oh. airport. <clears throat> oh, that is true. <laughs> he let me stay in his house. It was, it was quite nice. John's house is really nice, guys. Like well, that's what you get. I mean, we should have all become lawyers before we before this, this... we quit our jobs. And 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 here's a shameless plug. If you wanna see John's studio, <laughs> there's going to be a story in this week's newsletter for Club Max for his members. This is unacceptable. So, <laughs> this is unacceptable. I'm just saying, on the topic of John's house, if you want right. to see his studio... Well, all right, then. If you want to see John Syracuse's desk, you need to become a Relay FM member, and then you need to... I don't oh, know you how go. you do it. Stephen can answer, but you got to go and get the last membership email mm-hmm. newsletter yeah and you can see what john syracuse's desk yeah. looks like you sign up at relay.fm slash connected yeah. you become uh, an annual member or silver or gold whatever you want to do there's choices <laughs> did you stop annual i did big and annual energy big annual energy and uh mm-hmm. you'll get an email and in that email will be a link and you can see all the past newsletters and the most recent one uh, is john syracuse's desk but if you want to see previews of my youtube videos before they go up head on over to 512pixels.net slash membership this is unacceptable. This is absolutely unacceptable. Give us your money and we'll show you photos Wait. of people's houses. What do I have? This is how it works. Cortex m- and go to the themes.com and t- who knows, someday in the future there might be some journals. I, I don't even want to get into the stress I'm having with journals right now. It's just a nightmare. So Mike, do you want to follow up? Uh, so, so, so follow up. <laughs> now we're out of the shilling uh, portion of the episode. Yeah, we are cool. so sorry. Mm-hmm. Phil, is Phil I'm here? Not- you know what? I am not sorry. I'm not sorry. I, I it's this is tough times. I got no credit for my Phil Schiller shilling joke. No, because it wasn't good. I Did just you... wanted to ignore it, Stephen. Oh it's just a bad joke. Yeah, because you drew attention to it, so now you can't edit around it because it's in there. You don't know what I can edit around. I can keep bringing it up multiple times during the episode, just <laughs> randomly. That's true. Right. Like, remember that bad joke you made, Stephen, about yeah, shilling? He's going to edit it out every single time. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it in, like, the middle of sentences. So it'll be super. Anyway, 
Uh, the Radeon Pro W5700X, which is how I'm assuming that that's said, uh, is now available. This is the graphics card that you, Stephen Hackett, have been looking for for your Macintosh professional with feet. Um, did you buy it? Did, did you get it? I know you've been waiting for it, so did yeah, you get it? Yeah, it's ordered. It's on its way. I knew basically when I bought this machine that the base GPU wasn't going to be enough. It's really rough in Final Cut with 4K video because it's actually worse than the iMac Pro. So my video yeah. editing is actually more painful than it was. So this will be a nice update, and uh, it's way less That's expensive good. than the Vega. So, yeah, I'm excited. You should have kept your internet Macintosh professional with stand mm. rather than moving to your Macintosh professional with feet. And on that, you didn't buy the wheels, did you? No, I did not. No, we had a conversation afterwards where we all agreed that Stephen buying the wheels was just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't buy the wheels, even though me and Federico were willing to front the $150 each it that still true. seemed silly. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about the video card. I'm excited to see uh, increased uh, fluidity in Final Cut. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm also excited about installing it because I get to unscrew things in my computer. And that's just the best. Is it? I guess it is, actually. It's pretty good. I've <laughs> seen inside good. one of those Macintosh Professional with mm-hmm. feet. And they are quite beautiful inside. They are. You finally did what we asked you to do about a month ago and connected your Macintosh Professional with feet to an mm. old monitor, right? How did that go? Uh, it went really well. You can find a video of it on YouTube. So I was gonna, just going to do the studio display, and mm-hmm. then I realized that I had a really old studio display and a cinema display, and so I hooked all three of them up through what was an increasingly uncomfortable number of adapters. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so go check out the video. The link will be in the show notes. It was a lot of fun to we do. Need to talk about one of the adapters that you used. Yes. Because it's the size of an Apple TV. Mm-hmm. What is the deal with this adapter? This is the ADC to DVI adapter. We'll put a, um, and what is ADC? So ADC was this short-lived video connection that Apple used that had video, USB, and power, but all over one cable. Mm. Right. So you would have one cable going from your G4, G5 tower, and then it would power the display and power the USB pass through and everything. The issue is that DVI uh, came along. and Well, DVI was actually around before this and Apple switched to ADC, then went back. It's all very confusing. Um, but ADC was, was short lived. And so it ended up being a, a real issue when you went to go plug in your new computer to, you know, uh, a display that had this weird adapter. Um, So Apple put this on sale back in 2002, originally for for the PowerBooks when they got DVI. But this thing is massive. It was $150 new, $160 new, something like that. And Mm. it was, uh, it's a, yeah, it's about the size of I mean, it's, it's bigger than an Apple TV. It's kind of somewhere in between an Apple TV and like an old airport base station. And it has power, a power plug, and you plug the ADC adapter into it, and you get DVI and USB to plug into your computer. Uh, it's pretty wild. Oh, you found a good press release here, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they announced it. I keep all these in Devon Think, so I can just find it. When watching this video, so my first thought was, this is cool, and this is exactly what I asked you to do. Well... Almost because you didn't try with an iPad Pro, but that's fine. Um, I did how get a tweet you... from somebody. I'll see if I can find it of uh, using uh, using an iPad to power it. 
So you didn't get USB pass through, but the rest of it worked. How do you keep track and organize all of these dongles and adapters that you have? Yeah, so that is crucial, as you would may imagine. And so I keep them organized by the type, the newest <laughs> like connector. So all my Thunderbolt 2 ones are together. I got Thunderbolt 3 uh-huh. ones together. And then uh-huh. I sort of have a collection of like HDMI stuff. And so I can go through and find what I need. I have them all in baggies in a drawer. I can go through and find what I need. But like but like they're labeled? And the, like bag, the bags are labeled. So it's like, here uh-huh. are all my Thunderbolt 2 things. And I can just pull it out and anything that's Thunderbolt 2 is in there. So I, and can you, like, without the labels, you wouldn't be able to tell between uh, Thunderbolt 2 and 3? I could, um, but okay. I find it. But if they're all in a giant pile, then it takes time to sort through them. So the organization is really to uh, speed the uh, finding up a little bit. Interesting. Okay. Well, thanks for the video. I mean, it's it's always awesome when old tech, you know, still working today, you can use it. You know, it, it speaks very much to my heart to this kind of project. So yeah. it's very nicely done. Well, like, shout out to Thunderbolt 3 for being backwards compatible with everything, uh, which, mm-hmm. is, which is pretty cool. And uh, on... This weekend's Mac Power Users that's coming out a couple days after this show, uh, I talked with David a good bit about the production of this video. I changed up a lot about how I did this, used a teleprompter for the first time. And so I t- I'll talk to, to David on that MPU about that. So if you have questions about that, go check out that episode. Talking about dongles, uh, I realized, I, was, I, I thought to myself the other day, I had a dongle that I needed for my iPad. A USB-C dongle. Uh, and then I opened my bag and realized I don't have any of my dongles. Uh, my dongles are all in my studio, which is locked up right now. And that was very upsetting. So the the basically the, the, the moral of the story is you can have a dongle bag, but don't leave it anywhere mm-hmm. uh, because then you can't get it. So I don't have any dongles anymore. Oh, man. The chat room wants me to do a video where I am blindfolded and I have to identify different dongles. I would love to see oh, that my. video very okay. much. I'm putting yep. that in the list of uh, video ideas. This show is just becoming like an endless source of video ideas for you now. It's absolutely great. Well, you know, what it means is you're giving the people what they want, you know? That's right. Which is, that's never a bad thing. Well, sometimes it's a bad thing, probably, but most of the time it's a good thing. All right, that's in my uh, YouTube ideas list. Okay. Excellent. Where'd you keep that list? In Reminders. Hmm. Not in Devon thing. Not in Devon hmm. thing. No, I re- I use reminders for like little checklist things. So I have I have five lists. I have a grocery list that I share with my wife, books to mm-hmm. read, media mm-hmm. to watch, mm-hmm. which I can check the couple off here because I've watched those. YouTube ideas and then column ideas. Right. Michael is very curious about apps today. He is. Yeah, I'm app curious. <laughs> Why are you? I don't know. You know, you just get that feeling like you wanna you wanna try something new. Yeah, you know where it started. I I can't believe I'm doing this. This is just like Plug Central today. I was listening to Max Stories Unplugged. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah, you can find that at um, (laughs) relay.fm slash slash liftoff. Oh, oh, liftoff is that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and you got to join liftoff to get this podcast. But but by promoting this podcast and putting Federico Vatici on blast... Because Federico's back in OmniFocus. Oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> No. <laughs> and so it's like, you know that you know those things and you're like, hmm, do I want to be back in OmniFocus? You know, like when you, you do that and now I'm like, for absolutely zero, no reason, thinking about upending my entire productivity to-do system 
just to try out OmniFocus again because Federico's doing it. And then, you know, so so now I'm just like, well, what else are you doing, both of you, that might be, like, a little less disruptive to my mm. entire life, mm. right? So, like, where do you keep your text files? Where do you keep your lists? Like, I just want to know, you know? Interesting. Um, I got some recommendations for you, buddy. I'm testing mm. a bunch of things. I'm uh, sure you are. You need to go to Remember the Milk. Sign up for an account. But you're not even using Remember the Milk anymore because you told me you were using Todoist again. I tried things for a little while recently, but then I remembered very quickly that its repeating reminder system is completely broken for how I work. I can't believe they haven't fixed that. I feel like we've been talking about it for seven years. They told Yeah, a year and a half ago they told me they were fixing it. Nothing. It's so nice, though, like design-wise. I know. It was beautiful, and I like a lot about how it works, except I want to check off repeating tasks before they're due, because sometimes... I I still don't understand how that's not a feature. Like, that that is incredible. It blows my mind. I wouldn't even consider it a feature. It just feels like a fundamental way of managing lists. It's like, hey, I've done this thing earlier than expected. Yeah. No. No. They are sticklers (laughs) over at Culture Code. I want you to live in the moment, man. Just embrace... You know, don't don't do things in never help. Don't yourself. do things in advance, mm-hmm. man. Just chill. You know, that's the spirit. That's how that's how they live in Germany. I think. <laughs> are they in Germany? <laughs> yeah, Wait, yeah, they're I German. Think things. Yeah, they're yeah, German. German. You know. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why it's so uh, rigid. Well, the German people are known for their like efficiency and and so and such. So like, and I'm I'm so efficient. Sometimes I check the PO box one day early. And I can't check it off till the next day. What's wrong with you? I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some more things. It's <laughs> <This is> good. <laughs> Relay.fm slash membership. It's... I'm just doing it again. Just take a break. I'm sorry. Are you, are you done? I think so. I don't know. This episode of Connected is brought to you by ExpressVPN. If you're suddenly working from home, you're probably not thinking much about internet privacy, right? You're on your home network, you're working in your pajama pants, and we all know about things like incognito windows, but even then, online activity can still be traced. Even if you clear your browsing history, your ISP can see every single website you visited, which is why you need ExpressVPN. They make sure your internet service provider can't see what sites you visit. Instead, your internet connection is rerouted through their secure servers. Each server has an IP address that's shared among thousands of users, meaning everything you do is anonymized and it cannot be traced back to you. It encrypts 100% of your data with its best-in-class encryption. I've been using ExpressVPN for a long time, and my number one favorite feature is the speed. I've used other VPNs in the past that really feel slow. You go to load something and it's like chugging and taking its, its time. ExpressVPN is super, super fast. It is rated number one by TechRadar, Wired, The Verge, and more. Use the internet and confidence on every device. Just tap one button and you're protected. Protect your online activity today and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash connected. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash connected for three months free with a one-year package. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the show. And all of Relay FM. So I'm looking through, just as a quick aside, Stephen, through the Devon Think forums, <laughs> as, as I do. I go on forums. Mm. Um, it's very active. There's a lot of people here. There's a lot of people that use Devon Think. 
Mm-hmm. I think that there's probably a pretty good Venn diagram of forum user and DevonThink user, just in general. That like those things probably like intersect quite heavily. Probably. Yeah, I gotta look into this again because I used to use DevonThink years ago. Yeah. Uh, it mm. it's it's really good if you got a bunch of data you need to sort through. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. I, I have a story for y'all. Oh, good. Uh, one of our HomePods has um, gone to the great Apple store in the sky. Mm. Mm. So we, we oh, had three. Mm. I had one in my office, one in the kitchen, and one in our bedroom. And the one in the bedroom has has been – it's acted weird for a while. Like sometimes I would need to unplug it and replug it for it to like be on the network. Like just strange little things. And the other day, uh, Mary was like, hey, the, the HomePod in the bedroom isn't working. I tried – plugging it in and like and it won't come on at all and i thought well you know maybe the you know it's like it's got like a power strip with some other stuff and I thought, well maybe the power strip got kicked off or i mean who knows what so i uh, plug it straight into the wall and and nothing there's a, a way to like hard reset it so if it powers on you can press the top until the top turns red and then it like beeps at you and then it will completely factory reset it can do that yeah, yeah. really <laughs> That's, I okay. will put a, a a knowledge base article in the show notes. Of course, of course, you have. You just found yeah. your knowledge base article of the week, right there. Mm-hmm. I did the one about face masks, but yeah, I can do this, this one. This is the next one. Sometimes, if you pay attention, I do the K base articles of the week based on something that's coming later in the week as like a teaser. Ah, you have a whole strategy for that. Okay. I mean, most of the most of the time, the strategies look for a random article, but sometimes <laughs> there's a strategy. So, anyways, nothing. I couldn't get reset. I wouldn't power on uh so uh you know there's no apple stores open so i went online and you know did the thing of like hey ask apple support to call me and you know they called me and uh you can customize your hold music which is cool i think i think we've talked about that but it's the first time i've experienced it just like you know do you want classical or like modern rock or you know whatever it was Mm -hmm. and um, what is modern rock for you uh you know like um the eagles yeah <laughs> wings you know uh, <sighs> i'm sorry top hits from the 80s yeah yeah <laughs> my era yeah the more so you, the more synthesizer the better really so, uh-huh. so um you were saying you weren't yeah. hold listening to sweet home alabama that's yes. what happened yeah and uh so i talked to the person and hey i have plugged it in a different place. I've left it unplugged for like 24 hours. Like I was like, you know, is there something like some sort of like deep cycle thing? Mm-hmm. Tried to reset it. And the person was like, well, you've done everything I would walk you through. Turns out this HomePod is out of warranty. Do you know how much an out of warranty replacement is from Apple support for a HomePod? Just guess. Uh, I mean, it's in the document, but just like. Oh, is it? Don't look at the document. Oh, what? It is. I just it looked is. at the document. You told me not to look at the I'm document. Sorry. And I couldn't help but look at it. If you're listening out there, just guess. You know what a HomePod may be to uh, to replace. Shout the number now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean to be to be fair, they're probably manufacturing one for you. Just you know, because I don't like. Are they see even producing the HomePod? Like uh, this is still. I don't think they are. Okay, okay, they're guessing in the chat room. Here we go. Uh, two hundred, three hundred, three hundred, three ninety nine. An out of warranty swap is two hundred and seventy nine dollars. That is, that is just. I went to Best Buy's website, and I thought, how much is Best Buy have the HomePod for sale right now? You can get an open box return for $249 from Best Buy. You can get a new one from Best Buy for $299. It's like, I, so I, I told the guys, like, yeah, I'm not 
I'm not paying that. Like, I'm, you know, no offense against you, but that's crazy. And <laughs> no offense <laughs> against you. You're yeah. talking directly to the HomePod development like team right there, you know? It's $2.99 new from Apple. How is an out-of-warranty placement, you know? so and That's just so upsetting. $20. Oh, great. Thank you. So I, so I told, I thought I was like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. He was, and he said, he was like, yeah, yeah, good call. (laughs) (laughs) He's just being completely honest. So I'm down to two HomePods. I'm not replacing it right now because I think I want to see if there's a HomePod mini maybe because the, you know, just kind of see. So anyways, I have a a non-functioning HomePod and I don't know what to do with it. So I think I'm just going to put it on my shelf and make it part of the collection. No, you know what you got to do with it. Take it apart. You got to take it apart. You got to open it. You got to see what's inside. Yeah, open it. Open it and put it inside the cube. Just put a computer in it. Do something. Put a computer. Put something in it. Put a computer in it. Put an iPod in it. Put a bird on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put an iPod in it. It's probably gonna be a better music player. Try and put something in it. Pivot to that. Okay. You know? All right. I'll figure out what to do with it. Or you, you could. You could do like the guy who turned out to be like a like a fake video, like the the HomePod glitter bomb that he turned yeah. out to be staged. That you was the guy who like was that. secretly working for Apple, right? Yeah, he yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. There's Wait, what? Mark Rober? Turns. It was a yeah. He was working yeah. for Apple oh. in secret. Yeah, uh, and also doing YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the guy from The Verge. He was working on like a special projects engineering team. Hmm. Okay. All right, should we uh, should we move on to the the big the real topic, the big topic? The big topic. No, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just say about the HomePod. Last, last thing, real quick. This is not a product that anyone should be buying right now, like especially at full price, right? Like, do no. not buy a HomePod at full price right now. No. Like, that is such a silly thing to do. Like, it does feel like something should be around the corner if this is still to be a thing. I don't remember if we spoke about it or not, but like, there was reports that it's that the HomePod OS is now built on TV OS instead, which is super weird, right? Another massively successful product. <laughs> I do, have you I have noticed recently that my HomePod is making new noises. Have you have you come <laughs> across this? It makes oh, a different chime. Mine doesn't talk anymore because we muted all of them. So. Oh yeah. yes, yes, you you, <laughs> yeah. you turned yours into really that. expensive airplane speakers. And peace has been restored in our household. That's um, good. Because it's everything's gone. Yeah. It's very good. Anyways, the hacket number. Are we ready? Oh, yeah, the Hackett number. Can you remind people what this is? Yes. So last week, it the question was asked about computers per capita in my household. And we are defining computers as iPad and up. So no iPhones, no game consoles, but iPads and up. And I did count other things, so I have totals. Uh, I've asked y'all to guess... Mm-hmm. Uh, to guess what this may be. So we're going to look at desktops, notebooks, and then the total number, and then looking at um, and then looking at the uh, the Hackett number. I did I did just realize that I didn't give a place for you guys to guess iPads, but I have that number as well. So that's that's my all right. Bad. So we're going to have to put that guess in real quick. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, mm-hmm. how much did you enjoy yourself get, counting up all of your equipment? It was pretty good. Uh, it was hot in the attic for the few things I have up there, but uh, it took like two hours and I just listened to a podcast in my office and like <laughs> took apart my shelves and counted things and I, I dusted a bunch of stuff. Like it was a very, it was a very nice time. And what app did you keep? Do you now have the, the inventory in? So the inventory itself lives in WordPress on the site, 
but when I was temporarily updating it, I had it in tot. Mm. Mm. Are you curious about tot, Mike? Yep. Tot curious. <laughs> tot, tot, tot curious. I'm curious about all apps now. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to do like desktops and I tell you the number, notebooks, I tell you the number, and then we'll reveal the winner? How do we want to do it? Well, first, first of all, we should say, though, that I, unlike Michael, have never been to Steven's house. So I don't have that kind of advantage. Right, but the oh. thing is, most of Stephen's stuff is in his attic, which I've never no, been No, no, no. Very, very little is in the attic. Oh, there's an uh, attic? Ju- yeah. With just oh. a few things. Um, okay. Most oh, of it is in the bad. office. But Mike hasn't been here in that's a bad. year, almost. And mm-hmm. and the way the studio is set up, like the top shelf is full of laptops, and you have no idea how many are up there. Because what I've been doing is I've been going through your videos and trying to count computers on the shelves in the background. Oh, my word. I just guessed. (laughs) (laughs) Guessing is for suckers, Mike. No, I mean, well, you know what? How about we'll see, won't we? Okay. Mm. Steven, can I get a link to your uh, inventory thing to put in the show notes? Because I can't find it again. Yes, but we can look at it um, after. Ah, yes. I want to look at it now, do I? Yep. Okay. 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 So do we want to do desktops first? Yes. Okay. So, Mike, how many desktops do you think I have? 35. Okay. Federico? Uh, I'm going to go with 20. The total number of desktops is 40. Oh, Whoa! my God. Mike oh, wins. my God. Wow. Oh, so, I'm so going to lose this. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to adjust my hacking you number a, now, you don't have I? have a problem, Mike. No, no we're stu- just keeping the guesses, so... No, 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 because you've got the iPads in there. I need to adjust my Hackett number. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Federico, did you adjust your Hackett number calculation? Yeah, I did. Okay. You divided by five, right? We have five people in the house. Yeah. All right, you can carry on. I'm just doing some Okay, so uh, notebooks. 40? How can can you have 40? Be surprised. Uh, So, Federico, how many notebooks are you guessing are in the collection? Oh, well, this is going to be super wrong. Uh, 35 notebooks. That That is super wrong. Mike, what about you? 50. You are super close. The number is 52. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very close. How's your counting? How's your counting doing for you? Huh? Oh, my God. All right, iPads. Let's talk about iPads. Uh, Mike, how many iPads do I have? 10. And Federico? Eight. You are equally wrong. I have nine. Nine iPads. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's frustrating. So you split the middle. So that... Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and we so we I counted servers separately. There's two servers. We'll just add them to the desktop number. So that's 42 oh my desktops. Uh, that brings the total to 100, I think. 40 oh plus God. 52 plus 2 plus 9. Oh, I broke I broke Alfred. It's not one. It's not 100. It's 101, I think. No. I can't do math. 103. 103. 103. Wow. Oh my God, it's I was... 40 more than I expected. <laughs> you underestimated, Stephen. <laughs> the Hackett number is 20.6. My my God. Hackett number was 23.75. Mm-hmm. And Federico's, yours was 12.6. So I won big time. Yeah, because I thought he was a normal person. <laughs> See, I, I never would have assumed such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, you know, just... Yes, I have been there, but by being there, I've seen as much as you've seen by looking on uh, videos. There are just stacks and stacks of laptops. 
Yeah. Like that's oh, that's yeah. the thing. The amount of laptops that I expected there would be is what made me bump up my numbers across everything. Mm-hmm. Like I knew the laptop number would be like 50 or something like that because there's you know like he has how many MacBook Pros do you have? Mm. It's like just just or like aluminum like metal laptops. Oh, that's got to be like over 30. Yeah, it's pretty close probably. Cuz I right? got a lot and of like, iBooks and, you know. Mhm. So power books that are plastic and stuff. That is wild, Steven. So there are 20 computers per human being. Yeah. There are over 100 computers in Steven's house. We haven't I even gotten try and think about to that. the three bonus rounds that we have for other you, various you, computing devices. Yeah. Uh, you have over 100 computers. Uh-huh. For essentially you and your wife because you have three kids. And your wife is like you're only gonna use like what a MacBook and an iPad, so you have a hundred and one computers <laughs> for yourself. You are a greedy person. You, <laughs> you're like the Scrooge McDuck of computers. What? You just have a massive pool that you jump into. And swim you around could in. open up a school and furnish the school with computers. I mean, it would be very bad in mo- for most students. Yeah, most students. Yeah, it would be better than most Chromebooks, but still. <laughs> okay. Still. Oh, my God. All right, bonus rounds. We're not even done yet. Bonus rounds. We're not even done. How many Newton devices do I have? Now, this oh. one, this, so we talk about, like... like I don't even just, know. What's the, the this, this, the... this number could be telling, because if me and Federico are very close, if you are significantly higher than this, then, then like, the lengths of your problem have yeah, yet it, to be... Yeah, it goes much deeper. Yeah. Um, I guess five? Five Newtons? I guess four. Uh, I have four. Okay. 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 Man, I am dead on with this. Yeah, well, it's getting ready to, to change. Uh... okay how many iphones 21 25 just 15 15 just air quotes you're so you're so reserved such such an iphone hater you are Uh, ipods i said 15 now see i went big on this one i went to 30 ipods didn't go big enough because the answer is 42. 42 iPods? Oh my god. You have 42 iPods? 42. Why do you only have do, 15 do iPhones? Do 42 iPods even exist? <laughs> oh yeah. Or is it I could go way higher because I only have Oh yeah. The Nanos only have the blue and orange ones, but there's billions of nano colors. If you, so have, you have 42 oh iPods, why do you only have 15 iPhones? Because uh, iPhones hold their value way higher on the mm. the second hand market, and okay. I don't keep my old iPhones. They go to family members who slowly destroy them. So, yeah, but like you can't say that that forty two number of iPods is because you keep iPods. No, it's not. So one day you will have over forty iPhones, but you just need to wait for them to all be old enough. Probably, right? yeah. Look, you gotta open a, pu- a museum, man. Like I don't know, build a sh- like a shed or something, like an have an actual exhibition. Yeah, I mean, people that, could just come you know, here, but it's my office, so please don't. Well, come Well, not here. right, not right now. Yeah, I'm yeah, recording right now. now. Can't come now. Right now. Well, also, like it would have to be a super big museum because social distancing. It's true. You know? So hold on, 103 computers mm-hmm. plus four newtons. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 107 iPhones. plus 15. That's 122? 
Uh, plus yeah. 42 iPods, that's 164. 164 items. And I didn't count, like, I think Apple TVs is like four or five. I have some airport base stations. Like, I have other stuff, but as far as things that were counted. So, all right. Okay. So, if we if we do include the, 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 the number to have iPhones, iPods, and Newtons, which I think is, a, is act, I mean, we didn't include it in the standard Hackett number, but you could if you wanted to. That's 32.8. <laughs> you gotta sit down with your kids and tell them kids one day you will own 32 computers each each well i mean (laughs) by the time he actually sits down to have that conversation it's definitely going to be more isn't it but like so if we do it the same as like is that mary has two you have 162 devices just for yourself well, they're, they're for the they're for the audience. No, they're not greedy. No, they're for yourself. <laughs> they're for no, me. they're not. You know why I know they're not? Because you texted us and said you found things you didn't know you had. That's true. So, you know, who's that? Who are those ones for? Yeah. You for the future. Mm-hmm. But for, so for context, how long have you been collecting collecting things? I got my cube, which was like the first collection piece, probably like eight or nine years ago. But I only had, when I moved in this office, I probably had, I mean, maybe 25 or 30 items. It's really grown so since assuming, I moved out here. So assuming you started nine years ago, that would be an average of 18 items you buy each year. Which is uh, 1.5 a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's not a good number, is it? <laughs> so what have you bought this month, Steven? <laughs> uh, I bought that ADC to DVI adapter for that video. Oh, we didn't even include dongles and just other little peripheral items. How many displays do you have? Th- that video had all of my Apple displays in it, all three of them. Okay. So. okay. Well, no, that's four, because bad. I have a CRT Apple display over, uh, over here that I didn't try hooking up. Because last time I plugged it in, it made a weird noise. <laughs> I'm afraid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really dangerous. Yeah. That was a stupid technology. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> like CRTs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and I will say, you know, I'm sure people out there are just um, worried. That, that's fine. Yeah, I was I was going to ask, like, do you think it's a problem? <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking at these numbers, it's hard to argue with that. <laughs> okay, good. I just want to make sure that you have the clarity of mind yeah. to at least Can't understand that those numbers are high. I'm not trying to stop you. <laughs> I am not. No one's no one's trying to take your computers away from and you. And the majority of these are in my little like 200 square foot office cuz I have shelving. You know, there's 11 there's 11 Macs in the attic. You can't justify it by saying you have space. Like, that's not a justification. No, someone cause... in the chat room was like, what does your house look like? I was like, well, they're all out here. So, Oh, 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 oh. oh. In our old house, they were in random closets, and my wife would have to move an Apple IIc to get diapers out, and it was very upset with me. Yeah, the, the studio was a bad move, really, for this, because, like, you were limited by how much your family was willing to yeah. Now they to don't even know, with. you know. Now they don't even know. You don't even know. Nobody knows. I know now. Now uh, we, know. we haven't even considered, like, if you go to the... Apple collection page on, on your website, Stephen, and you scroll to the mice section, you have the USB mouse in Bondi Blue, Blueberry, Graphite, Grape, Lime, Strawberry, and Tangerine. Yeah. Like you have all the oh, colors. Oh, there's a lot of mice here. Uh-huh. There's a lot of mice. Um, yeah. There's things like iPod socks, of course. Mm-hmm. There's uh, like, there are some extra things. You have things over three are... mice per person. <laughs> The Hackett number on mice alone is over three. And this collection page now 
is I think as up to date as it can be. The Hackett number on quick take cameras is 0.6. <laughs> I have all three of them. <laughs> yeah, that, it's good. This is, uh, th- this is so much better and worse at the same time than I expected. Yes. It's a real situation. Because, like, you have a Hackett number of one on the 5C. <laughs> yeah, I've got all the. There, all the everyone colors. in your home could have a 5C. Yeah. I want the blue one. I call it the blue one. That, no, I'm sure you'll get first pick. Don't worry. <laughs> the iBook G3, Hackett mm-hmm. number of one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, now we have a set. So, okay, part of the reason of doing this is so we could establish the baseline because then it becomes a convertible number. So we are set, and the actual official Hackett number is 20.6 because that's the rules that we decided on. So if you want, need a refresher, so everybody can play at home if they want to. Yes. I want to see a bigger, hack, bigger Hackett number with proof if you have a bigger number. Yeah, sure, you got to ask right? the Airy Ford Museum. <laughs> we'll have a big oh, I didn't even count number. those 13 IMAX that I gave to them. They don't count. Yeah. I don't, well, I don't that's have a kind of you. You know, you only have 100 left. Yeah. Wait, so you said 13? Uh, well, they're not in this number because I gave them to the Henry Ford. Right, but, but if- I was going to say the Hackett number of computers donated <laughs> to the Henry Ford Museum is 2.6. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot. But okay, so we're now from now on when we went from now when we say Hackett number, we mean twenty point six. That is the when the, is that ever gonna come up? But but like because I just because now when we say the Hackett number, it has to be a fraction of that, right? Mm. So the baseline of a Hackett number is twenty point six. So yeah. if we set that as the baseline, so that is now the equivalent of one, right? Because that is a Hackett number. So if Google buys Evernote for twenty thousand six hundred dollars, it's some you know multiplication of the hacker number sure i don't really understand twenty thousand six hundred. well i well i was trying to be funny because they're not worth anything 20.6 million right then it would be one million hackets twenty thousand is so a hacket the hacket number is 20.6 so if you owned 10.3 per person in your home you are 0.5 hackets right yeah so that's the equip. That's like the baseline because you remember we were setting it like the kilogram, mm-hmm. right? So the Hackett number is twenty point six. That's the value. Right. So one Hackett is twenty point six. That's where we're going from from now. Okay. This now needs to live in our document forever because we will forget it otherwise. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the bottom 6. somewhere. Oh, great suggestion from Kate. What do we need to do to get James to put this into PCALC? I mean, honestly, I have found not much because I got him to put in (laughs) a... Well, I got him to put in from a long conversation between me, Gray, and James at a dinner table. We were able to convince James to put into PCALC two values. One is like the the mass of a rock Mm -hmm. and then also the rock. <laughs> right now they he's working both... on a die set for me with the 13 iMac colors and I sent him high res versions of the flower power and blue dalmatian graphics. You see, it's not hard to get James to do things for you. You've just got to get him on board that it's a fun idea. Yeah. So if you're a friend of James Thompson, you can end up with some wild things. I actually got him to change something very important in PCAL, which I don't know if I want to say 
publicly. I'll tell you about it later on. But it was like a big thing. I just asked mm. him to do it. He agreed that it made more sense. No, actually, I think it's fine to say. We'll find out. So when you hit the percent, when if when you hit the percentage indicator in PCALC, so if I do, let's see, if I did like twenty thousand minus seventeen percent, when you hit percent, it shows you what seventeen percent is before you press equals. It's good, and then it gives you the answer because that mimics Apple's calculator. That's how the Apple calculator does it. Okay. And I convinced him to change that, and that's now the default behavior in PCAP. So if I do 20,000 yep. minus 17%, mm-hmm. what's this number? That's 17% of 20,000. Really? Yeah, and when you press equals... And you came up with this? Well, no. I didn't come up with it. The Apple's calculator does this. And when you, and when you press equal? What it happens? gives you the answer. <gasps> This is amazing. See? It's very it, well That's done. the way the calculation... Because you get both then. You get both answers. You get both. But I think it's really nice. Right? It's very well done. So Apple's calculator does that. So I requested that... I told James that I wanted it. And he said nobody ever asked for it before. You and agreed to me that it made sense. an app director, Michael. I am. Good job. <laughs> I just got promoted. The chat room has a good idea. June okay. 20th will be Hackett Day. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> put it in the calendar yep. hack a day yep and i oh, am um, oh, it's a saturday mm-hmm. oh it is what can oh, we good. do what can we do can you like i don't know donate a computer on hack a day each year you donate a computer to a good cause well, everyone, I, th- I thought you meant like to steven like everyone sends steven a computer that is a good cause <laughs> each year you got a new computer on that mm-hmm. day hmm and I'll say, too, a lot of these have come from people. Like, right now, I have someone mailing me a MacBook Pro. Like, people just email me wanting to know if I want something that they found that they were going to recycle mm-hmm. otherwise. And I mm-hmm. say no to a lot of that stuff, but I also say yes to some of it. So that that is – a lot of these are donations, right? I'm not spending money every every uh, three and a half weeks on something on eBay. Mm. So well, somebody I, is, though. Like, so, somebody <laughs> bought those computers. Yeah. So. But, you know, someone mails me a Performa, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, Hackett number dot report uh, will forward to the... Uh, to what? Collection page. <laughs> Relay.fm slash membership. Wait, did somebody what? buy hackettnumber.com? Uh, I couldn't... It wasn't for sale, so I bought hackettnumber.report instead. There's no way that, like... No, hackettnumber.com is available, and I now own it. Oh, Hover didn't show it to me as being available. Well, it's because I was this because they kept it for me. Mm. Well, I have hack at number dot report, which I think is funny too. Oh, I think somebody's bought it from out underneath me. Yeah, I, I <laughs> couldn't buy it, so some mm. in the chat room may be buying it. <laughs> Someone's got mm. it in their cart. Yeah. All right. So twenty point uh, six. Wow. So June twentieth. June twentieth. Put it on 20. my calendar. 6 computers per capita. I was not expecting this, honestly. Thank you for your counting, Stephen. You're welcome. What did you use to keep track of these numbers? What app did you use? Mm. Uh, Tot. Well, add in Tot. <laughs> Tot. See, uh-huh. Mike? Mm, use, yeah. use Tot. <laughs> Everyone's using Tot now. <laughs> I own hackitnumber.com. Ah! Okay. Got it. Where are you going to forward it? I don't know. Maybe this episode? Okay. And then hackitnumber.report will go to the collection page hacker number yeah no you should go to hackernumber.com yeah always no, you gotta know do what? the double redirect are you gonna put the hacket number on your page oh i should yeah and then i'll send it there okay and you can yeah link i'll link i'll link to this episode and then explain it yeah, yeah. we're having a meeting now everyone <laughs> we are so this is on your apple collection page that's where you're gonna put it yeah all right 
That's what I'm forwarding the domain to. All right. That was fun. Mm, that was actually a lot of that, fun. That was uh, surprising. Yes. I'm not surprised. <laughs> like, it was a lot to take, but I'm still not surprised, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I know he had a problem, but not this, you know, to this extent. And those iPods. I mean, the, the, no, well, I don't know if what's more upsetting, if it's the the notebooks or... No, the, actually, the desktops. It's either the desktops for me, like 42 desktops. That's, that's insane. Or Especially because a lot iPods. of those are old, so they're really big. But right? the you desktops, know like 42 desktops. That's a lot. And they're massive, like these towers. I don't, wow. Yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst number. That's I the think. worst number. <laughs> 42 desktops. It's a lot of desktops. Mm. It is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right. Should we take a break? Matt, everyone just wanted to hear us talk about the Magic Keyboard, right? <laughs> that was That's why people tuned in. Uh, well, oh, yeah, the Magic Keyboard. <laughs> we should talk about that. Okay. We'll do it after this break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Do you have a website? Raise your hand if you have a website. I have a website. And does your website have a shopping cart, registration form, or contact us page? I'm raising my hand again. Uh, if you raised your hand, then you need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. That means a bad user experience for the people visiting your site, and it can mean lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Transaction monitoring will alert your cart checkouts, forms, and login pages. And when they fail, you'll be alerted before they affect your customers. And those alerts come whichever way is best for you. So I get push notifications, anything in Slack when Relay goes down. Uh, You can customize who's alerted as well, depending on the severity of the outage, which is really handy. Pingdom cares about the smoothest site experience possible being delivered to your visitors. And disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for the support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so the iPad Magic Keyboard. Federico has one. I mm. have one. Stevens is on the way, yes. I believe. Yeah, it could be okay. here as we record. So if it is, I'll disappear. But um, I don't have one yet. So I'm going to let you guys uh, share your impressions. So I uh, I read Federico's wonderful article. You wrote, wrote a great article, Federico. Bravo on that Thank one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I figured we could maybe go through I'm, some of my notes that I've made are taken from observations of reading your article. Some are taken from my own okay. use cases. I figure we'll just go through all of this as we go. And then, Stephen, I guess you can ask us questions in case you uh, want to know anything you didn't know about. Okay. So I think it's probably, I think maybe, funnily enough, the the least exciting part of this whole product or like the thing that is getting spoken about the least is the thing that it's really supposed to do the most and it's to be a a very good keyboard and it Mm. is a very good keyboard and that's not really the exciting part of it you know what i'm saying it's like Mm. the keyboard is excellent right like the the actual keyboard itself i i find it to be better than most or if any laptop keyboard i've tried recently um, and it doesn't feel like any concessions have been made for this keyboard. It, the key, like the way the keys feel themselves, they feel full sized, they're nice and stable. It's great. 
Right, Federico? It's just like a great keyboard. It's a very good keyboard. Um, yeah. It it's slightly. Di- I mean, I've never used one of the uh, the new keyboards in the like in the sixteen inch MacBook mm-hmm. Pro or the new MacBook Air. I have an old external Magic Keyboard, and I have as a frame of reference the uh, Sylvia's old thirteen uh, inch MacBook Pro with the you know with the butterfly keyboard, and yeah. this is like. So much better than the butterfly keyboard. It it has a bit less travel than the old Magic Keyboard, but it's totally fine for me. It's I like typing on it. It feels nice. It feels great. It's quite stable. Uh, yeah, I uh, honestly no complaints. Yeah, the backlight's really even. Um, we both have the twelve point nine. Um, I'm very curious to to try out the eleven and see how that feels as a keyboard because it's naturally going to be more cramped. Right, like it has mm. to be, because on the twelve point nine, the keyboard runs all the way to the edges. Um, so, like, I, I wonder what that feels like. Uh, but the twelve point nine is is very, very good. It's very, very good. Um, one of the things that surprised me the most when I was watching all of the YouTube videos that were coming out in advance, right? Because there were people that were receiving this thing before any reviewers could publish reviews, was that the level of adjustability seemed less than i expected it to be and it is like even in using it but i've found that at the same time when i'm when i'm using the device itself it's as much as i need it to be like i thought it was going to go back further but i haven't had a situation in using it over the last 24 hours which admittedly is only 24 hours where i feel like i've needed more adjustability from it Right, right. Yeah, I I think we we mentioned that we basically knew that it was not going to fold all the way into the back of the iPad, and judging from like the comments that I've seen and the discussion that I've seen on Twitter and Reddit, I think a lot of people were actually expecting the opposite. Like they thought that they would be able to fold um, and to like to have an like a hundred and eighty degree folding angle, basically, like to completely hide the keyboard in the back of the case and use the iPad in tablet mode, like in drawing mode for the pencil or just if you wanted to use the software keyboard. As you can do with the with the smart keyboard folio and the smart folio, you can fold the entire thing in the back of the device, and that's not possible with the smart key with the Magic Keyboard. Um, but I think, like I'm, pre- we mentioned like this is not gonna be possible, and like we we talked about my kickstands. Uh, we said you know you're not gonna be able to use the kickstands because this thing is not gonna fold. Um, but I agree with you that. I have uh, I haven't found myself in the position of saying, oh well, I wish that the screen would go you know a little further, or I like I've never I haven't yet found myself wishing for a, a a bigger viewing angle, if that makes sense. So I do appreciate that I can um, bring the iPad closer to me, if like. Say that say that I'm like laying in bed and I have the you know using the iPad with the magic keyboard, I can you know bring the iPad closer to the keyboard and it stays attached and it doesn't like fall and crash onto the keyboard. So and that's because of the hinge that it's relatively you know it's a relatively stiff hinge. Um, but I don't know, it just. I've seen a lot of complaints about oh the hinge is too stiff it's like or or maybe oh the keyboard is way too heavy and I don't feel that way 
I think the hinge, the the stiffness of the hinge is uh, r- like it's regular, like it's normal, mm. like I, I, it's exactly what I expected it to be. And the weight and the weight distribution is also like, like it made sense for me right away. I was not expecting this keyboard to be as lightweight as the smart keyboard, and I and I guess that we were all expecting this, but I'm very surprised. And maybe this is like my general reaction. I'm very surprised by other people's surprised reaction. Like, what were you thinking? That this was going to be super lightweight, despite the fact that it's a, an actual keyboard with backlit keys and a trackpad, and it needs to support a floating design? Not even the floating design means it needs to be heavy. Like any keyboard like this would would if it's like to give you adjustability has to be heavy. But especially because it's a floating design, which yeah. means it's entirely based on this two hinge system and magnets. Uh, you gotta put that weight somewhere, right? Um, that's just how physics work. Like, uh, what were you expecting? And so, I don't know. I find most of the conversation surrounding. Oh, it's an heavy keyboard, or oh, it doesn't let you fold it all the way. Quite surprising because I like Apple decided to go with this design um, direction, and we can talk about that. But how can you wish for it? It, it seems like wishing for impossible things here. Like I well, like I th- the design. I think, I think a lot of these opinions are held by people that want to use the the product. You want an iPad keyboard to be something else. And if you are someone who thinks, like, this is too heavy for me or I can't fold it around to the back, well, you, the Smartfolio is the right. thing for you, right? Like, that's what that's for. You know, there is, like, this This product is a, a focused product. You know, it is a product for people that use a keyboard so much with an iPad that they want to make it more laptop-like. They want to make it more adjustable. They want to have pass-through charging. like, And will therefore take the weight addition of this becoming laptop weight, right? Like that, mm. if you're going to carry it around or put it in your bag, you have a laptop now, right? Like that's what you have. But in it being a laptop, it's way more comfortable to use on your lap. You can pick it up and carry it around by the base, right? Like these are mm. these are two things that were either difficult to do or not as comfortable to do. Like, well, it wasn't as comfortable. This is more comfortable to use than the Smartfolio. Not wildly, right? Like, it still has a sharp edge that can dig into your leg. You, you know, it's it, it still is not completely balanced in every situation, but it's way better than that. And, like, you couldn't pick up, like, comfortably, confidently, the Smartfolio by the keyboard part and carry oh, no. your iPad around. Oh, no. But you can do that with this because it's more like a laptop because this thing is super sturdy. I really want to see someone tear one of these down because I want to yeah. know what is in that base because it's very thin, very heavy. And, like it does mm. not flex at all, which is wild. But like anyway, my point being that like this, the Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro is a device for people that consider a keyboard vital to the usage mm. of an iPad Pro, which is not everyone and doesn't need to be everybody. And for the type of person that uses it so much that they're willing to make some trade-offs, right? But, and like, but at the if same you are time, not that person, then, then, then there are other products available, which is great. And at the same time, I feel like, and this is not something that I think enough people are considering, and which is why I try to make this point multiple times in my story, 
It's a keyboard that turns your iPad into a laptop, but it's also a keyboard designed to invite you to detach the iPad when you want to use it as a tablet. Hmm. And I feel like that is an important design decision that needs to be considered, that needs to be understood about the Magic Keyboard. Because Apple could have gone in a bunch of different design directions, right? They could have done something like the Bridge Keyboard. They could have done something like Logitech and Zag, for example, have done before with these cases where you snap the iPad into and you Mm -hmm. have a laptop form factor, but it's also very difficult and it's like a chore if you want to remove the iPad from it. Whereas the Magic Keyboard has been designed... With the the entire thing with the floating design and the magnets is not just to be fancy. It's to be a design that invites you, that encourages you to detach the iPad when you want to switch to tablet mode. And I think that's an important design aspect of the Magic Keyboard that not enough reviews are pointing out. Most people are saying, yeah, it turns your iPad into a laptop. But the why of the design, you know, like the way that it works from a design perspective is, yes, it lets you turn the iPad into a laptop. And yes, it has a, a customizable viewing angle, but it's designed that way with that floating design because it makes it as easy as it could be for you to detach the iPad and hold the screen in your hands. I found that the detaching was possible. It's not like it's not easy or like natural to just pick the iPad up off the stand. Like I've had really? many times where the stand comes with me. Really? Right. Yeah. It's it, it, what I'm saying is your mileage may vary on this, sure. but it is not like oh, you just pick it up and it stays exactly. No, that's not the I case. I mean, you like, just. I mean, if you cannot do it with one hand, though, like we're talking about, like using your left hand on the keyboard and picking it up with the right hand, which is fantastic. But like the the, the marketing and everyone's been like, oh, you just pick it up with one, like, and you can. It's possible to do it with the twelve point nine inch, but it doesn't work every time. Sometimes the keyboard comes with it. I have also seen a video sent to us from listener Lamine on the eleven inch. It just doesn't work at all. Like you, <laughs> the the eleven inch one, like there's just the the weight distribution. I guess is different, but like it just stays connected. Right, like but again, you, you compare it to a bridge keyboard. You compare it to the Logitech, uh, the yeah. what's it called, the Slim Combo. They're and way harder to get off. I, I, I found the bridge keyboard less frustrating than you to remove, but comparatively between these oh two, God, it's no. night and day. Like we, we're in different product categories at this Stuffing point. Stuffing the iPad into the clips of the bridge keyboard and getting the rubber to align just right—it's a bad oh, feeling. No. <laughs> it's it's yeah. like and you're it feels like you're you're squishing you know the i oh no 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 yeah this is so it, much better it, you know uh it doesn't it doesn't it just pales in comparison right like right. what i'm saying is it is incredibly easy to remove this device from it whilst also staying connected when you need it to which is the the wonder of the design here right that mm. you can very easily remove it but it also stays put it's like perfectly balanced my point is just like it's very easy to do it. It's not as easy always as the ads would let you sure, believe, but they're sure. advertising, right? Like, of course, exactly. they show the best. I just wanted to get it out there because I've just seen a lot of people say, like, oh, you can rip it one hand. And I think it perpetuates this idea that it's like the keyboard always stays put, but it's not the way it works. Yeah. But also, it's also um, tricky to open, right? Like, it's not... In my mind, it, is it, it wasn't like, going to be I as difficult. I feel like we're having very different experiences here. Can you open it one hand only? No. That's what but, I mean. It, what, what I'm but saying is that a problem? Is, is like, like, is that a problem? No. Using two hands, is that a problem? Mm-mm. No. But what I'm saying is not what I expected. Like, okay. I, I just, in my mind, didn't think that it would be like, 
the the, the hinges would be so stiff. Mm. But I know they need to be. I want them to be. But like it's you know they're just uh, the reason I'm saying a lot of this stuff is I just want to set the realistic expectations for our listeners for some of this stuff because like there are things this product you have to like accept physics to accept it right hmm. like there are things that you imagine this thing you would want it to do right like i would want infinite adjustability like everywhere right but it can't do that because then it would just fall to pieces all the time right i would love it to flip around to the back but you can't do that right i would love to be able to open it up like i do a laptop right just one hand but it, that's not the case because because the hinge needs to be stiff because the ipad's where all the weight is and i only say all of these things so then when so i can so i get that out of the way because i'm absolutely in love with this keyboard like it is unbelievably well designed it is fantastically executed like they completely nailed it like apple have given me the ipad 2 in 1 that i have wanted for a long time now right mm-hmm. like since i first heard since jason first put the idea in my mind of a ipad laptop right like which was a long time ago now like before i ever tried a bridge keyboard it's like oh that could be interesting and then over time i've bought different products to try and give me that and i've gotten most of the way there but this thing is is it right like it is it the keyboard is fantastic it is adjustable in the way that i need and there's a freaking trackpad at the bottom of it it completely changes the way i use the device it's amazing you don't have to charge it it's exactly You go when you disconnect the iPad. You don't have to make sure that you turn it off because it's not Bluetooth. So mm-hmm. when you detach the iPad, the keyboard is also gone. So yeah, and it charges at full power, which I did not expect. It doesn't seem to support uh, fast charging, but the, I'm not surprised by that. So right, it's, it's right, almost right. full speed, but it's not. I mean, it's obviously more than five watts, <laughs> but it's not like uh, thirty watts. I think it averages uh, around twenty, maybe. But like, yeah, I was definitely expecting good. it was going to be a it will trickle charge. Yeah, right. Yeah. I was but, expecting that too, so I'm surprised. But it's doing full charging, but not high speed charging. So right. it's like you can continue using it, and it will continue charging, but you can't plug it into the big chargers and get a fast charge from it. Yeah, they're like there's there's some nuance in understanding that. It's a little bit confusing. Which is fine because I mean it's literally power going through a tube going mm-hmm. to uh, three pins in the back of a tablet like it's totally fine you know i'll i'll take those 20 watts or whatever it's yeah it's okay. exactly i want to ask you all about the trackpad i had assumed this was going to be like the magic trackpad and not moving and how so how does it feel to go back to a trackpad that actually clicks you would never know a difference really yeah because because they they do the all like the entire thing clicks mm-hmm. right you know, you could tell me it was uh, the Force Touch trackpad, and I would believe you because it's so consistent and feels so good. Like it's it's as good as a trackpad, clicky in a clicky perspective as you would want. Do you agree, Federico? Uh, because there's another trackpad that doesn't click. No, no, no. That it's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect trackpad, but it yeah. just like no. But Stephen mentioned, how does it feel to go back to a trackpad that physically clicks? Yeah, yeah, because like in the, in the laptops, they don't physically click. It's all. Oh, like... but I don't own a laptop, so I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have no idea. Like, I have no reference for that. Okay. Um, well, does the magic, the magic trackpad? Track oh, it doesn't physically click? 
No, you see, you wouldn't know, right? Like, it just yeah, they all feel know. the same now. It just feels the same to me. I don't know. So I, here's the thing, Federico, fun thing for you to do. Turn off your magic trackpad and poke it. It's, it breaks your brain. Oh, like, yeah, it doesn't do anything. It's like right? the, the old home button when mm-hmm. the iPhone was off. Yeah. Oh, I see. oh, yeah, I guess it's not a physical click then. But it just feels like it, though. Yeah, they feel exactly the same. Like, it's, it's satisfyingly clicky, I find. Like, I, I think it's great. It's it's yeah. like you know, you know, this whole thing is satisfyingly clicky, right? The keyboard is clicky enough, and it feels good. The trackpad feels good. Uh, I have had no problem with the size of the trackpad. Like it's a small trackpad. Federico, you measured it, right? Uh, five centimeters by ten centimeters. I have no idea what that's like in inches or whatever. Yeah, who needs it? Uh, but like, which feels wild because magic trackpads are so massive. That is yeah. one point nine inches by three point nine three inches. I got a lot of love for this. I got a lot of love for this yeah. product. Yeah, it's um, the trackpad is one centimeter uh, shorter than the trackpad in the Bridge Keyboard Pro Plus, but this is a trackpad that works <laughs> and lets you click oh. everywhere. Like you can literally click mm-hmm. everywhere. You don't have like dead spots in the trackpad where you cannot physically click. Uh, it works everywhere and it supports up to four finger gestures. And I find the four finger gestures to be a little tricky, like they require a bit uh, of additional precision, but three fingers um, are totally fine. And the three, actually the three finger and four finger gestures are basically the same on iPadOS, at least right now. I am, and, I, and I've seen a uh, friend of the show, Steve Chandler Smith, um, tweet about this. I am seeing uh, some difficulties now when trying to pinch to zoom and like pinch you close and open, uh, like in photos, for example. Mm. Um, I do believe this is the kind of thing that will be fixed with a software update. It feels like that. It doesn't feel like a physical limitation of the trackpad because it's a multi-touch trackpad. So the pinch to zoom thing, I it does feel to me like something that will be fixed in, in you know, uh, on the iPadOS side. Um, I am, and this is now, I know that it's my problem, but I need to mention it. I am adjusting the way that I type and the way that I place my hands on the keyboard because every once in a while I bump my fingers against the bottom edge of the iPad because when the iPad, because the iPad is floating on top of the keyboard at its most open angle, the bottom edge of the iPad is sort of parallel to the number row. And sometimes my finger bump against that, and which means that when I'm typing, I accidentally touch something on the screen. Mm. I know that it's because it's because of the way I type, because I'm a I don't type with all my fingers. I've never learned how to professionally type. Same. I must be doing something weird with my hands. I'm not like one of those people that can type with all their fingers and look at the screen. Mm -hmm. Every few seconds, I need to look down at the keyboard. I've never learned, because I've never been taught how to actually type like a professional. And so I'm just... You type like a professional? Just your own way. I type with my index fingers really fast. That's what I do. Um, But I'm not like Jason Snell. Jason Snell is a professional. I am still trying to get my head around this. So you are touching the screen? Yeah, because he's 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 typing with his with, index fingers like little finger guns, and so are your yeah. knuckles touching the screen? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was like holding my hands out up in the air. I'm still not sure how you're touching the screen though. Uh, Is it uh, what fingers are touching the screen? Oh, uh, for example, like my middle finger occasionally. Ah, uh, 
I get you now. Okay, now yep. I understand. Right, 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 right. I've seen you type. Now I can get it together, right? Like I've yeah. seen the way that you type. You you type slightly differently to me, but you are very index fingery. So like you do, you kind yeah. of like, yeah, yeah, I understand now. Yeah, yeah. Inter- interesting. That's interesting. But I think I'm adjusting. I think I, I, I've done some typing today and I think I was doing already better than yesterday. So I just need to, I just need to, I guess, slightly change the, the you know, the way that I, uh, move my fingers around when I type, mm. but I think I'll be okay. I've had these issues before, and I've always adjust uh, when I, when I was using like different keyboards with the iPad in the past. Um, also, another issue that it's not a big deal; it's only happening to me. I've checked with other people. This is specific to my Magic Keyboard, so I don't know if I got a faulty unit. I don't think it's a faulty unit. I think it's a problem with the setup that I have that I will describe now. Sometime and again, please don't make this a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not happening to any, you know, all the other people that I've asked have not seen this problem. But my magic keyboard makes a, a buzzing sort of hissing noise. Oh, oh no. Only, only only when I PTSD. charge it with a USB-C cable, of course, coming from the ultra fine 4K display into the USB-C port of the Magic Keyboard. It's a very loud buzzing noise. I sent you guys a recording uh, yesterday. It woke us up a couple of nights ago. The dogs thought that it was like a bug or something, and they started barking because they are, they are afraid of bugs. Um, but it's like, it's very loud, actually. Um, and it only happens when I try and charge the keyboard uh, using the ultrafine 4K because the ultrafine 4K can also act as a USB-C hub and power source. So I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it it it's not uh, promising <laughs> as a you know as a thing for the keyboard to do. So uh, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. But also it uh, I mean I don't charge this computer during the day so uh, i'm fine with like charging the ipad via the ipad's own usb-c port you know at night but i just thought i would mention this because maybe there's something going on maybe not maybe this keyboard is gonna explode maybe not i hope it doesn't because i really like it um so yeah but aside from that i absolutely love this keyboard it's um yeah i mean it's in the story uh it, it's it's very easy to tell. I think it only takes you like 30 minutes or maybe an hour to say, okay, yeah, this is the real deal. You know, they've, they've done it again in terms of like redefining the iPad Pro experience by just giving you a new accessory. It, it, and it's it's fascinating how much an accessory can change your, your perception and your usage of a device uh, and I know that there's more to uh, to the accessory, right? It's the combination of the accessory and the and iPadOS and 13.4. But still, it's quite remarkable how you buy a different piece and the main computer changes with that. It's you know fascinating to me. Do you think this is going to really change how you work with the iPad day to day? I mean, you're using it as a desktop a lot of the time. Do you feel like that's getting ready to change again? I do believe there will be a healthier balance of when I use the iPad in desktop mode and when I use it in in laptop mode with the Magic Keyboard because I cannot um, stare down at a laptop configuration all day long. I do think it's better for my 
for my neck and for my posture in general to work with the ultrafine 4K and to like keep my head um, straight and look at the screen in front of me. Whereas with the Magic Keyboard, I'm always going to have to stare down and I know that's going to be super bad long term for my back and for my shoulders and everything. So, but I do really like using it though. Like I, I, and I mentioned this in the story, like I, I feel like I must have really missed having a laptop in my life because I just, it just produces so much enjoyment for me to be able to just lay in bed or just stay on the sofa and have the iPad in front of me and use the trackpad without having to constantly lift my hands off the keyboard and touch mm-hmm. the screen mm-hmm. it just feels so nice and i must have really missed this feeling since i stopped using macbooks eight years ago or something so i want to get something that raise it can raise the magic keyboard off ah, my desk yes stop like a, using the stand that i use and uh, so now like, i would just put it down on something and then use my external keyboard and trackpad, but never take it out. Like a bunch of books or some some desktop computers, or like one of those twelve South uh, sure. stands that they do for the yeah. For I, I mean, it, yeah, for for when I can ever go back to my studio, like my desk has the uh, laptop Vesa arm, which will work perfectly fine for this. But for what for at home, right now, I just because I. I don't want to. It's frustrating to like have to put it in the stand, take it out, put it back in, put it like I would prefer to just just set it down. Like Adina has a, a, a we got her a new desk, and she has one of these laptop arms. She just puts her laptop on the the laptop stand on the vase arm. So I want something like that now for my my desk where I where I will where I do all of my kind of like typical desk work. And then that will be great. Then I have to take it out, put it back, take it out, put it back. Because this is nice and adjustable anyway. So it will work perfectly. I just need something to put it on to lift it off the desk a bit. The 12 South Curve stand for MacBook and laptops looks very nice. I'll take a look. It's lo- it looks it's looks, looks like a, it's, a bit, it's fairly big. Is it going to raise it high enough, though? Um, That's what I want to know. There's a there's a diagram of somebody staring straight yeah, ahead. It's not it's not massive, but it may be enough. I don't think that's high enough. Like my Vison stand is is high off the table. It's a, yeah, it's not as high as the Vison. Yeah, see, I, I want something that can raise it high. Hmm. hmm. But I'm sure there's something like this maybe by another company exists. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be iPad specific. I mean, as long it's basically a thirteen-inch laptop. Yeah, so. I just need a laptop stand. Uh, Federico, can you talk about the media keys and the brightness issues, or what's going on there? There are no media keys on 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 the Magic Keyboard, which is unfortunate. And I really think that in a future revision, Apple should figure out a way to have an additional uh, row of uh, function keys and media keys. To control brightness and you know music playback, have a home button. Basically, uh, if you know, I know that Mike wishes for a home for a physical home button. That's the only one I care about. I don't care about media keys. I just want a home button. <laughs> like personally, that's all but I like, want. Are you gonna use it to go back home or to like open multitasking and stuff? I you I got really used to having a physical home button on the bridge keyboard. Ah, okay, okay. So I know I have. Um, the trackpad but i very frequently need would tap that home button 
after doing something on a keyboard, right? Send a message, go home, right? That's something I would do all the time. And it's just my hands are on the keyboard and I know that I can do command H to go home. I know that exists. I use it now. It's what I do. But it's just much nicer to have just a button in the place of the escape key, which is where it was, considering there's no escape key. It was like it was perfect. It's like the perfect placement for a button like that. I would like that. Um, I would, you know, Apple has gone some way to allow you to remap modifiers. Just let me change the caps lock key to a home key. Like, just let me do that. That's what I want. And then I'll be happy, you know. Because there are no media keys, um, if you want to change the brightness of the Magic Keyboard's keys manually, you have to go in settings. And it's quite the trip to settings because you got to do settings, general, keyboard, hardware keyboard. And there you will find a slider that lets you manually adjust the keyboard's brightness. Now, I've been totally fine with letting the keyboard adjust its own brightness automatically uh, via the ambient sensor. Like, I have not felt the need to manually slide this slider. Uh, But a lot of people are saying that it's annoying that they cannot do so quickly. Uh, So, uh, thanks to the help of Mac Stories readers, we figured out the path to take you directly to that page in settings and in my story i've included a simple two action shortcut that you can save as a widget and you can tap from the ipad home screen even and it takes you directly into the hardware keyboard page of settings directly from the widget it doesn't even take you to shortcuts first it jumps straight into settings, straight into the hardware keyboard page. So that's at least convenient if you're one of those people who want to manually change the keyboard's brightness. You can do that. Uh, another complaint that I've seen is the lack of an escape key on the Magic Keyboard. And that is true. There's no escape key on on, on this keyboard. Uh, just like it wasn't on the Smart Keyboard Folio before. But a little-known fact of iOS and iPadOS is that for years now, there has been a system-wide keyboard shortcut that replaces all functions of the ESC, of the escape key, which means closing photos, closing video players, uh, dismissing any kind of preview screen or, you know, menu. And that keyboard shortcut that, again, works everywhere in every single app because it's a system shortcut, like Command-C to copy is Command-Period. So if you did not know this until yesterday, that replicates the functionality of the escape key everywhere on iPadOS. So... That's been a shortcut on the Mac forever. Uh, back in like the classic Mac OS, you could do really? command period to quit a file copy. I think in Logic, it works to quit a bounce. So if you're exporting something and then realize you screwed up. It does. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. all over the Mac. So like it, I guess it makes sense to be on the iPad, but an escape key would make just a billion times more sense. That'd be nicer. Would be nicer. Yeah, a sure. lot nicer. Yeah. Thumbs up for the Magic Keyboard. So happy. So far, right? It's so good. It's we so like good. It. Very I'm good. in love with it. It's it's like, you know, as I said, I I feel like I really wanted to just get out some things which I think are not like magical, wonderful about it, you know, like just to just have them out there. But overall, this thing is absolutely awesome. It's so good. Like it's exactly what I wanted from a product and more. It's given me something. It's given me like an experience that I've wanted for a long time where I feel like I actually have a Apple-made two-in-one, which mm-hmm. is what I wanted. 
Oh yeah, and speaking of which, because you've said a long time, and I feel like we need to address this, uh, because somebody on Reddit... Um, Why are you comment, doing this? So, if you start no. with somebody on Reddit, like, you know... So this person actually even replied to my reply, and they were actually kind of nice. But I feel like they were making a, a bigger point that it's worth addressing on the show. Um, basically, the original comment said, I cannot stand, or like it bothers me, how people like uh, Federico and Mike, um, they're saying that the, the magic keyboard is what they've always wanted, while on Connected uh, in the past, they were saying that they did not think that the iPad could use an external keyboard or a trackpad or a, a pointer, a cursor, whatever. Um, now, that is absolutely true. Uh, years ago, I personally, uh, I was opposed to the idea, and we're talking 2013, 2014, I was opposed to the idea of split view on the iPad. I mm -hmm. thought it was not necessary. And years ago, I'm sure that if you ask me in 2016, hey, do you think the iPad needs uh, needs a trackpad to be to be a real computer? I'm pretty sure that I would say no. I, I disagree with that. I still think that it. If you know me, you know that it. Uh, I mean, I was working on the iPad two years ago. Uh, I was working on the iPad six months ago before the Magic Keyboard, before iPad OS. I don't think the iPad needs a trackpad or a pointer to be a computer. But it is also true that people's opinions change with time and products, in this case Apple products, evolve and new features are added and the operating system changes and the landscape around you changes, the ecosystem around you changes and, and at some point it started making sense for the iPad. Once we had the iPad Pro, it made sense to have split view and once we had these powerful apps with multi-window and drag-and-drop, it made sense to say, well, why not just also have a trackpad and have a pointer and have a keyboard? Because with time, I think, yes, maybe Mike and I, uh, years ago, had different opinions, but just how that's just how people are. Well, like, I think one of the biggest changes for me was when I started using the iPad... I didn't have the type of posture and RSI problems that I do now. So right. now for me to be able to use an iPad Pro as much as I want to, I need to be able to have things like it be elevated off the desk. I need to be able to not be reaching out and touching it all the time, right? Like it started with the Apple Pencil for me. I'm sure you could go back far enough and find a time when I said that a stylus would be ridiculous on, a, on uh -huh. an iPad, right? Mm -hmm. But when things are introduced and they start to make more sense, you can see them. And sometimes we can make accurate predictions for our future and sometimes we don't. But the the yep. point that you're making, which is the ultimately most important one, which is always worth remembering, especially when thinking about and evaluating technology, is appreciating that people's opinions change over time. That's and healthy. You can, it's a, it's yes, a healthy thing. You should. If you, if you do not change your opinions over time, not on everything, but on things... You need to think about that. Like you have to be able to critically assess your own thinking and change it based on input from external sources. Like that is yep. a very important thing yep. to be able to do. Or to even be able to actually understand other people's point of views. Like these yep. are important traits that you need to be able to develop as a human being. So yeah. yes, I am sure there has been a time where I've said put a mouse on this thing and it was ridiculous right like it was in the in the essence of like so like tj's brought it up in the chat room like you go back far enough into like cortex 
and I wasn't using an iPad <laughs> at all, right? Yeah. And thought it was just silly. I remember that. You know, like, because <laughs> I have been in and out of using iPads over time. And it wasn't until the iPad Pro where I was like, that's it, right? Got it. Yeah. And then you'll hear times where, like, Gray, right? Everybody knows Gray. Like, you had a million iPads. And he just stopped using iPads for a while completely. Yeah. And now no, uses yeah. them again. Like, you know, like, people change depending on their situations, you know? I guess what what bothered me in that original comment, and and again, the person all later replied and said, "Yeah, it was my bad for the way that I wrote that comment." He said, "They said, oh, Federico, uh, I I I don't I don't like how he's concluding his magic keyboard article saying this is the keyboard I've always wanted, and I didn't actually wrote uh, write uh, I've always wanted in my story. I wrote I've been I've been waiting for. But you can never win against people's interpretations of what you say as opposed to what you because say. Because I kn- because I know that I, <laughs> that I didn't always want a, a magic keyboard that. with a trackpad. But also, even if I wrote that, you need to understand that I mean, we've said right here today in the show on the show, oh, this is the keyboard I've always wanted. It's relative always, if that makes sense, like it's always since the iPad changed. Right, not always since. Uh, oh, in 1993, I didn't want a magic keyboard. Well, of course you didn't because it didn't exist. Right, <laughs> I so, am known like, to exaggerate. You know, I am a hyperbolic person. Right, like uh, I, I exaggerate a lot. So I will say things like I've always wanted this, where this always has been three years. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's what exactly that's what I mean. It's always relative to the point where you changed your opinion and you changed as a person since you you put yourself in the position to always want something. So uh, from that point on, so uh, that's a, you know a clarification for the record. Sometime you know someday in so we're in 2020, maybe in 2026, somebody will say, "Oh, in 2020, Federico said he wanted the magic keyboard," and now yes. Uh, People change, opinions change. That's just uh, how the world turns on and on. But yes, we do like the Magic Keyboard. Now. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very good keyboard. Very good keyboard. Oh. I'm really looking forward to mine showing up. Mm-hmm. So maybe I can provide some additional thoughts next week. All right, this episode of Connected is also brought to you by Bombus. Bombus is quite frankly the company that makes the best socks I've ever had. I'm wearing some right now, and it's much more than about being cozy, right? That's that's important. But Bombus gives back to vulnerable members of our community because every pair of socks that are purchased, Bombus donates a pair to someone in need. And thanks to the generosity of their customers, they have donated over 34 million pair of socks and counting through their nationwide network of more than 3,000 giving partners. That's incredible. So uh, like I said, I'm wearing them now. I've, I've had... Uh, I got some while back. I just replenished and like got rid of my old socks and basically replaced everything with Bombus, the low cut style. And they really are comfortable, you know, whether it's cold outside or warm outside, they breathe really well. And they are just, uh, they're just fantastically made. All these little details that you don't think about when you think about socks, Bombus has thought about them to make them way more comfortable. Uh, so order some, and some will be given away, and you'll get 20% off with your first purchase at bombas.com slash connected. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash connected for 20% off your first purchase. Go there now and get yourself some insanely comfortable socks and give a pair to someone in need at bombas.com slash connected. Our thanks to Bombas for their support of the show and all of Relay FM.
So we're going to end the show talking about some rumors. Uh, let's start with the high-end headphone report. This is in Bloomberg from Mark Gurman and Debbie Wu. Apple, according to them, is working on high-end headphones with a bunch of features, including interchangeable parts, which would include ear pads and headbands, magnetic attachments for some of these options, uh, made from premium fabrics or light, breathable sport materials. So maybe a range of headphones here, even. I know, Federico, you are the headphone guy, but before we cut you loose Am on I? this. Oh, the, oh, God. Do I have that reputation now? Between oh, the God. three of us, you are. Wait. Should we do like this Federico number being the value of headphones? Oh, no. No. no you say you don't want don't that Federico do number, do you? Yeah. It's you higher are, than 20.6. Like, the three of us, you care the most about headphones. Yeah. Okay. You're the Marco of the situation. Yeah. I'm like a teeny tiny Marco. Mm -hmm. Teeny tiny. <laughs> uh, what, you, what, you want my opinion on this? I do, but I just, I want to say like the, I've seen some tweets of like, oh my gosh, interchangeable parts. Like that's not a new thing in headphones. Like even my, I use Sony MDR7506s to edit in. And last week I replaced the ear pads. Like this is a thing, but yes. maybe with Apple's flair. I think the magnetic is what, is what excites people. Yes. Yeah, but it took me three seconds to like replace the leather with nicer yes. pieces that weren't disintegrating. So, sure, this would be Apple's flair on top of it. I just kind of want to like put that to bed a little bit. In interchangeable parts on headphones, that's a thing. And Apple, of course, right. I'm sure would do it in a more like fantastic way <laughs> than anybody else. Mm. But it is a mm. thing that other companies are doing. Apple's not inventing this. I just wanted to get that the out there. Yes, they're not inventing this. In fact. When I tweeted about it, we I received a bunch of tweets pointing me to this company um, called. It's called AI Audio. AI Audio. They do modular headphones, so this is actually quite awesome. And I came this close to making an order for a custom setup. Oh, I was yeah? not familiar I was not familiar with this company. Um, they let you put together your own headphones. So mm. uh, they sell you modular headphones. You can choose the headband, you can choose the ear caps, you can choose the material, you can Ooh, choose the style. Nice. You can choose the cable, you can make it wired, you can make it wireless. In fact, they have this like wild technology that is the wireless headband. So the chip is actually in the headband in itself. And you can actually upgrade your old AI, AI, AI hi, headphones hi. <laughs> to be wireless headphones by just purchasing a new wireless headband. So anyway, they're called the TM TMA 2HD headphones. Uh, they are modular headphones. They have a very nice um, put-it-together sort of uh, page where you go step-by-step step through all the components. It's very nicely done. Um, but I think... Uh, Steven, you mentioned the Apple flair of it. And this yeah. is exactly what I think they will do. They So based on this rumor, my, my gut feeling is they will do to headphones what they did to the Apple Watch. Not in terms of like the fashion angle, but in terms of the personalization of it. Or oh, they will be fashionable. They will be. I also think so. But I think like the, uh, the, the at least what I would like to see is that the very, at the very basics is the idea that you can buy the Apple headphones and you can buy these different pieces for it and you can easily swap them. Mm. And whether they are based on magnets or, uh, you know, some other proprietary system, 
But the idea is that you can do it in 20 seconds and they look good and they look, you know, they're made of premium materials and they change the experience for you. So I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe you want to go with a, with a, you know, very breathable fabric for sports situations. So like you want to work out and you want to wear these headphones, you can go with the light and breathable fabric that, you know, is sweat resistant and whatever. Or you want to sit down and enjoy music, you have these different types of ear cups and perhaps they're made of leather or Alcantara, I don't know, but, you know, premium material that lets you enjoy music and has a better sound isolation and has, you know, lets you enjoy, you know, the bass response or whatever in a different way than the workout mode. Now, the idea of, like, a modular modular headphones made by Apple is really intriguing for me Mm. because I know that they can make it look nice, they can make it easy for you, they can make it expensive for you, I'm sure. These will not be cheap headphones. Uh-uh. <laughs> but it's also the idea of what app... Like, I can imagine a system where it's not just that you swap the pieces, like you attach these different components, but also the software recognizes the things that you're attaching and deta- detaching from the headphones. So, like, it'd be cool if the iPhone, for example, when you put on the workout cups, for example did something to you with Siri to say, oh, it looks like you're about to work out and like, I don't know, gives you a playlist or whatever because it recognizes that you're wearing the iPhones, yes, but also the workout mode for those headphones. You know, the little things like that, those kinds of integrations uh, I can imagine Apple doing with these headphones. So, so like they recognize the pieces and then adjust. I mean, you got to assume that it will, right? Because, yeah. the, you know, the, and they have their custom... What's it called now? The H1 mm-hmm. chip in the in the headphones, so they can do all sorts of things there, like sports, uh, office mode, um, you know, listening to music mode, whatever. So yeah, it's this is exciting to me because it's the Apple spin on an existing idea. But hey, this is an Apple podcast. We like what Apple does most of the time, usually. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're excited. I think about it. You could build like a whole little collection of parts and just do what you need to do at any given time. Like, that is exciting to me. Oh, you would like to build a collection, wouldn't you? I would, yeah. <laughs> Head pod parts per capita. Literally per capita. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what capita means, right? It's latent. It it's a head. head, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Or just person yes. is the... <laughs> well, yes. I don't think we're actually counting heads. Oh, what's a figure of speech called when you're like... Uh, it's, it's a figure a, it's of a, speech. No, but there's a figure of speech for when you use like a, a part to indicate the whole. So like when you say capita in this case is like the head, but it means a person. Mm-hmm. And that's a in grammar and in literature that's a feature of speech like a I will find it. This is, you know, how my brain works. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> the design of these the, 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 the that is described in this report is very interesting. That it's like a kind of old school design of like these these the the ear cups will have metal bars coming out of the top of them and then like a uh, then it goes onto the headband i just think as a really interesting design language it feels kind of like 70s maybe right like in its in its kind of like just typical design of headphone i think that that will look really classic i think i'll I, i think that will be very nice i'm super intrigued to see if they try and make this 
fashionable because my 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 imagination of this product was it would be like it would look like airpods in its design language right that it would be yeah. plastic yeah or white the figure of speech is called the synecdoche uh which, oh like uh, the movie sure yes uh it it's a part of something that refers to the whole of something or or of Vice versa, mm-hmm. uh, which is different. My teacher in high school um, always uh, got me for this. It's different from the metonymy, which is a substitution of cause for effect. Um, so anyway. All um, right, then. Yeah. Glad we got that squared away. Me too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, thank you. There's, hey, there's a couple of, uh, you know, synecdoche uh, people in the chat. So mm-hmm. thank you. I see you. Synecdoche heads. <laughs> I appreciate you is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, really, if we only have one, then the whole chat room is that way. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Think about it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Mike was saying the design language of the AirPods, and I agree with that. I think it. I think those will be, honestly, they will call it the AirPods Pro. No, well, no, the AirPods Pro, they cannot call it that, right? Because we do have AirPods Pro now. AirPods Studio? AirPods Studio is what, I, what I'm going with. Studio, yeah. I wondered if they would want to walk on the Beats branding. It's possible, right? I don't think they would. I, I don't know. But then again, there's only so many words, right? Yeah. I don't think Max. I've had people, because we, we brought this up a little bit on Upgrade 2, and people have been tweeting at me and saying, like, AirPods Max. I don't think that that doesn't mm. that doesn't sound right to me. Uh, although you can go back and listen, and we said, oh, iPhone 11 Pro Max doesn't quite sound right. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. <laughs> and I still stand by that opinion. <laughs> it's not a good name. Look at how things went, though. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Maybe they will just be AirPods Pro Max. Maybe yeah. it's that. You oh, know, you know oh it's going to happen. AirPods mm-hmm. Pro Max. Mm. So I am very excited, and now that we just talked about it again, I am once again on the III website <laughs> looking at <laughs> looking at the TMA2 Boulder page. This is like uh, when I bought the Bridge Pro Plus. This is what you're doing to yourself, right? Mm. You're buying a thing that Apple's going to make. No, no, then- no. I will not buy it. Yeah, I got to be responsible. There's a mm. pandemic going on. got to save mm-hmm. money. I yes, did cancel yes. my bridge order, by the way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, the I right did thing. do it. I, I, at this point, it would have never been used. Even if they may, even if there was no problem with their product, like I wasn't going to use it past the Magic Keyboard coming out. I I feel bad for them. Yeah, I figured they'll be okay. Like bridge, eventually. Br- bridge have yeah. ha- bridge, bridge have had problematic products in the past. Do you remember when their original one wasn't working very well? Like they just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. and they they got through it. They made a better product. Like they I can com- recover. I have complete faith that they will be able to produce a second iteration of the of the pro or whatever they're calling it. What do they call it? Plus pro, pro plus. plus. I hope so. Where the trackpad will be more effective, provided so. that Apple actually allow for external trackpads. I hope so. Apple needs the competition. Competition is good. So yes, yeah. it's, it's cheaper. And a different form factor. And I think some people will prefer straight up make this a laptop, right? I think some people will really like that still more than the the Magic Keyboard, which is like, it's kind of like a laptop, but different, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aye, 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 aye. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Go. aye, aye, aye dot audio, I think is the site, right? Yes. But I will not buy them. I will not buy them because I'm a responsible boy. 
and mm. I will not play them. Good boy. Yes. If you want to find links to the stuff we spoke about today, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 291. While you're there, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. You can become a member and support the show directly. You can find us also all over on Twitter. You can find Federico there as Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He's the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Mike is the host of a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. Go check those out. He is on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and my work at 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, ExpressVPN, Pingdom, and Bombas. And until next time, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.